This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. What's up, everybody? Mr. Adam X here, your host of the Pursuit Podcast, and you're listening on the Auto Collective Network. Network. Channel. Whatever. You're listening. I'm your host, Mr. Adam X, God's favorite influencer. I have such a good show this week, and I say that all the time because I do truly believe that. My guest this week is Kelsey Boyer. So that might be a household name for some, and it might not be a household name for many. Um, Kelsey is the founder of Save a Brain. So, unfortunately, she had to go through some traumatic life events to get to where she is. And we talk about pivoting and how you get there and what you do. And she tells it better than I. But essentially, she was one day away from maybe not being here. Uh, and she had great, uh, good, great, amazing, fantastic friends who made the call. And they forced her to go to the ER, and she had an emergency brain surgery. And it, it's just a phenomenal story. And Kelsey's just like a bundle of joy. She woke up bright and early to get on the podcast and chat. So, Kelsey Boyer, thank you so much for being on the show, telling your story. But, obviously, before we get into that, we have to thank our sponsors. And my, I have two sponsors this week. My first sponsor being Woodchuck, Woodchuck Cider, Woodchuck Hard Cider. I know it's summertime. You don't want to be drinking all them beers. Get yourself a nice, cold, refreshing hard cider. They've been doing it since 1991. They were kind of the leaders when it came to it. Uh, you know, they were... They were ahead of the curve, per se. Um, go out, go try it. Go to woodchuck.com. You can check out all their ciders. You can see how it's made. You can buy some merch. You can check out Cider Stock, which is a whole concert on August 20th coming up. The Bleachers are playing. Um, secretly kind of one of my favorite bands, but I don't usually say that publicly. Uh, they have so many flavors to choose from. And it's really the original American Hyde Cider. So again, go to woodchuck.com and check out all the ciders. My second sponsor this week, Darn Tough Socks. What else is there to say about Darn Tough? It's in the name. They're tough. And they're so tough, they have a lifetime warranty. You rip them, anything happens to them, you wash them a million times, they're not going to fail. But if for some reason they do, they have a lifetime warranty. Lifetime. They make no-shows, quarter socks, crew socks, micro-crew socks, boot socks, over-the-calf socks. They even make some hats and apparel. Their website, I love it because it breaks it down. Are you hiking, running? Do you just want an athletic sock, a lifestyle, skiing, snowboarding, hunting, work, tactical? They do it all, and they're, they're darn tough to be corny. No, they're great socks, made in Vermont, made in the USA. Go check them out, darntough.com. And that's it for my ads. That's it for my spiels. I hope everyone's having an awesome day. I'm hoping you're, you're going to have an awesome tomorrow. I hope you're enjoying summer because winter is right around the corner and we're going to start talking about it already. Not on this episode, maybe a little bit on this episode. But without further ado, my wonderful conversation with Kelsey Boyer. Blind intros. I love it. I mean, honestly, it's funny because I feel like 
yeah, like anybody can do an intro for you and you're just like, you kind of reflect on it. But then like when you have to introduce yourself, you're like, who am I? <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> like, who am I really? You know? And it's like, I don't know. It's funny. Cause yeah, I mean, like, I feel like for me, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm Kelsey Boyer. I'm a snowboarder. I'm founder of Save a Brain. And like, I feel like that's kind of like where I usually start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who I am. I'm trying to figure myself out. It's, it's a really hard question. It's like my favorite question to start podcasts with because it is like, how do you define you or who are you or what, you know, I think that's just an evolving question. Like if I would have asked Kelsey yeah. Boyer who she was 10 years oh. ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I would be like in, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm always in flames, but yeah, it's like, it's definitely hard to like define yourself. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of like how you do that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's loose and fast. So you are Kelsey Boyer, you are a snowboarder first, a yep. founder second, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Founder save a brain. Let's get right into it. What okay. is Save a Brain? Save a Brain is a nonprofit. We focus on prevention and education of traumatic brain injuries and concussions. It's been about like two and a half years now. But yeah, I'm I'm the founder, <laughs> glorified founder. <laughs> Whatever that may mean now. <laughs> I'm going to put founder of something on my resume just so people are like, oh. like Dude, it's funny. People are like, what's your title? And I'm like, I don't freaking know. I'm like, founder. I wear a lot of hats. Like, I'm like, I, you know, I could be the executive director, sometimes like the financial person, which I shouldn't be. You know, like, it's like I'm wearing like every hat. So, yeah, I'm always just like, I'm the, like, I'm the founder, whatever that means to you. Yeah, it means I have my hands in everything, whether I want to yeah. or not. Yeah. My favorite thing, obviously, I Googled and I did, you know, there's a lot of nonprofits and there's a lot of things and they're all important. Like, no one's arguing what's important. And and the weird things about, you know, nonprofits or any organization like that is you can start to care at any point as far as, like, maybe I don't care about, and that maybe people, but, like, I don't care about xxx cancer until my mom has it until my brother has it until there's something and i don't mean that in a bad way i just mean it in like it's it's interesting how things become important in your life and Mm -hmm. a brain is seems pretty easy we should all care about (laughs) our brains because we need them but my favorite thing long 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 is everything with save a brain's message that i've seen is education was that a conscious thought? Was that a con like where like because I love that? Why should I care? Like, why should I care about my brain? Why should that's yeah. so stupid? But like, <laughs> why it's a weird thing. I deal with it with my, you know, nieces and nephews. They're on their scooters and they're mm-hmm. going down the driveway. And it's like, you should have a helmet on. And it's like, why? And it's like, yeah, but why? So what does that look like? What is the thought process behind that? Why is the education such an important part? You're really getting me to think about it. Right off the bat, too. We'll get into fun stuff, too. But this I know. Is... It's like 9, 9 a.m. I'm like, good morning. Good morning, America. Um, I think like so when I started Save a Brain, it was just an idea. You know, like I didn't really know what was going on with it. But all I knew was like there was a lack of education, even just like of people around me that like you know, I was trying to recover, but I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was going on and nobody around me knew what to do. So I was like, I'm just going to start an Instagram account 
and educate people because like we don't learn about the brain in school. And yeah, like it's like the most important organ in our body. It makes us who we are. And I was like, why don't we know about this? Like, this is nuts. And so I just started an Instagram account and was like, okay, we're just going to learn together. And that's how it started. And then after that, it kind of just like started building momentum. And I was like, I think we're on to something here. Like, what if we could just like keep growing and keep educating and do more? And yeah, so I like bought the for-profit Save a Brain because I thought I was going to do like a, I'm a yoga teacher or I like went through my certification. I was like, oh, I could like help people heal. And then I was like, ah, it's still not like what I'm looking for. Cause there's like this massive void of education over here that we need to fill. Like what if people didn't have to get to that healing part because we could prevent everything with like good brain health and knowing what to look out for. And that's when I just was like, screw it. Like I thought about it for like over a year of making it a nonprofit where we're just going to like really focus heavily on education and prevention. And we just like got it passed. And I was like, let's shake some shit up. (laughs) Yeah. What, this is what year? Uh, let's see where, what we're in, what are we in 2022 now? Um, I want to say it was right when the pandemic hit. Like we got our certificate for a 501c3 status and then the world shut down pretty much. So yeah, like two and a half years. And I was like, oh, sick. Like, is that a sign from the universe? But (laughs) yeah, what is this? What does it all mean? (laughs) So you, so, I mean, what's the main messaging? Obviously it's education, but like, is it just like Mm -hmm. wear a helmet, wear a helmet all the time? Like, what does it all look like? Yeah, I mean, we we just have been like developing as we go pretty much because, yeah, like I said, it's a, such a big void that we're trying to fill that it's like, where do we start? Where are we needed? Like, what does that look like? And that's been like the really fun thing about it is like we just keep pivoting because we're like, let's just go over here. But I think like for us, like a lot of people look at me like the helmet police now and I'm like, you know, like they like see me and they're like, I'm sorry, I left my helmet at home. And I'm like, I'm not here to yell at you. Like you do what you want, you know? And like, at the end of the day, like our like main thing is like, this is bigger than just wearing a helmet. Like this is like knowing how to have good brain health, because if you do hit your head, that could really make a big difference. And like, this is about knowing what to look out for in your friends, because like head hits are going to happen in our sports, you know, it's like inevitable, but like, how can we mitigate it? How can we look out for the red flags? Cause like, that's, what's going to save us, you know? And like, yeah, people are just like, no helmet. Or like, I don't wear a helmet. I'm like, this is like, you know, that's a big part of it, like prevention wise, but like, you know, it's not the end all be all for us. Like this is about like overall, just like taking care of yourself. It's funny how you say people like think you're the helmet police. Like they just like assume (laughs) that like you, I don't drink. I've never drank. I'm not a drinker. Yeah. So like when people drink around me, they have like this tendency to be like, I don't drink that much. Or like, I'm like, I don't care what you do. Like, (laughs) It doesn't matter. They like, like they just confess like whatever they know you are for and they do it or whatever. They just start confessing like they're like half sins. Like usually I wear a helmet. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, this isn't about that. Like, and it's like, you know, like one of our programs is happy helmets where we donate brand new helmets every month to local nonprofit schools and youth programs. And it's like, you know, that's just a part of it. But like, other than that, it's like, how can we provide them with the education to better their brains and stuff like that? Cause it's like, it's just such a big complex thing. Yeah. It never ends. And it's, you know, 
I asked what year you started it because like you're you're past the helmets are cool campaign. Like we've done that. Mm -hmm. It's like which helmets I think I still think we're pushing towards that and that's cool totally. and it's starting to change. But this isn't like you started this in 2010 where no one was wearing a helmet and it was like no. the lamest thing you could possibly do. I remember I don't remember what company it might have been Jiro. They had like that like army, like giant army helmet. I think that's it. <laughs> It was so bad, but like that was like cool because like I don't know Tanner Hall wore it in the half pipe pre everyone <laughs> hating Tanner Hall days, but like so weird. It's such a weird thing. Like, but it's not helmets have changed and they've developed and they're yeah. easy to wear and they're light and like it's funny when you like if at least me when I don't wear a helmet, it feels weird now, which is like yeah, it it still mm -hmm. happens. There's still those spring days where like. Just it's hot. Wear, want to wear a headband and I want to look like an idiot. Yeah. Like I just, like I don't want to be wearing a t-shirt and a helmet. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. But it is funny that it's so much more than just wearing a helmet and it's the signs and it seemed my mom put it best like years ago because I didn't always wear a helmet. I'm like I wear it when I do stupid things. She's like, no, wear it all yeah. the time. Like you're stupid, wear it all the time. But she's like, how much did you pay for college? And I was like, I don't know, sixty to eighty grand. She's like. That you've never bought any, like, I don't own a house. She's like, that is your biggest investment. And you don't want to spend a hundred dollars to just like maybe protect it. And I was yeah. like, you're like, shit, mom. Right again, mom. Like you got me, but it's such a simple thing. And it's so like, you need your brain. It's just real. Yeah. It's really easy. <laughs> like, well, and it's funny too. Cause like we find, I mean, obviously it's like, I'm sure you've seen it just like in the world is like mental health is becoming a big topic of conversation and people are becoming more self-aware and they're understanding that they can do things to better their brain. And so it's like, that's like a whole part of it too. It's just like, you can better your brain. It's a muscle. Like how we, you know, how we all like want like a six pack of abs, you know, you'll do crunches to try to get those every single day. But it's like, what vitamins can you take and what brain exercises can you take to just like try to strengthen that thing, you know? Cause it's like, all the tools are out there now. Like medical technology is like on another freaking level that I can't even wrap my head around. So it's like, we have all the tools we need. I don't know how to say this, but you don't have a medical background. There is none of like, this is just, you had some things happen in your life, which we'll get into. And maybe we're doing this backwards, but we'll get into it. That this was important. And you started again, start with an Instagram handle and then it just started like, Oh, this makes sense. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. But there's, yeah, I've been, no, no medical background. I've been learning as I go pretty much. Um, if you look at my bookshelf, it's just like all brain books now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all brain books. So let's back up a little bit and we'll come. We'll, yeah. We're going to jump. Um, of it. You grew up in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Amish country, Pennsylvania, which a lot of people I feel don't really know about. Like there is a big yeah. Amish culture in PA. <laughs> is that like Lancaster PA? Um, not, I'm like an hour from Lancaster, but like, I don't know if you know, like Kutztown university. Uh, Have you ever heard of, I'm like, yeah, I'm like 40 minutes from Allentown is like the okay. biggest, I feel like place that people know, but yeah, it's like, I'm an hour from Lancaster, but like, my house is like on like a main road for horse and buggies. Like Amish go past my house every day. 
I, I love that. And it, you call it Lancaster. I feel like I, so we have a Lancaster, New York, and I call it Lancaster, but I feel like people in PA call it Lancaster. Yeah, I don't know. It's all, shit gets weird in the sticks, you know? <laughs> How did you find snowboarding? How did this happen? <laughs> I know people are like, where are you from? What? Like, you just, it doesn't even make sense. I grew up uh, 10 minutes down the road from a tiny resort. My sister snowboarded. I was an avid tuber, you know, and basically when I saw her doing it, I was like, well, I want to do it. And then I ended up sticking with it. And, you know, my life pretty much changed from it. But yeah, it was like the only thing to do like 10 minutes down the road was either tube or snowboard. Were your parents into this? No, no, they thought I was crazy. They were like, what? Like, is this just a phase? But like they did whatever it took to just make sure I got up there after school every single day. It was free day, not free, but it was just daycare for them. Like drop you off. Yeah. They knew where you were. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like they were just like, okay, I'd drop you off at four, pick you up at 10. I'm like, so you're night skiing, good. night skiing all the time. Oh, or snow, whatever skiing. you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. But yeah, I only did it at night. Um, like most of my life, pretty much. Like I feel like until I moved to the West coast was like daytime. It's a weird thing for people to hear. Like I grew up, I didn't grow up skiing, but when I started skiing, which was like ski club in high school, basically, um, same thing. We have night skiing and people are like, what? And you're like, yeah, you just ski at night. Like it's lit up. You're like, yeah, sheet of ice, bomb holes lit up some patches. There's no lights and you can't see a thing and it's great. Oh, it's the best. It's like, (laughs) it's ski community at like its greatest level. Yeah. Like it is so bizarre and it creates like these hardcore because you have to like it. Like it's bad. It's not oh, yeah. like this shit's so gnarly. Like if you can make it through that, like you're hooked, you know, like you're a lifer because yeah, like there's no enjoyable part of it learning, especially like I broke so many wrists because like the ground was a sheet of ice, you know, like and it's just like, but you stick it out. I feel like, I don't know. I think it really shapes a rider. Yeah, we're getting on like that East Coast, like, ah, but it's true. It's like a total, it's weird. And there's something about being able to work all day and then like go ski for a couple hours. Like it's a, it's a privilege, even though it's bad 98% of the time, it's like this beautiful privilege that we have and you can do like, it's like a, I don't know. There's like Tuesday night, like beer leagues for like racers. And those guys go, they don't care. They're on like John, like it's such a neat like counterculture i don't know what it would be considered it's the sickest well and it's funny because once i like i live out in salt lake now in utah and when i moved out west you know i'd go up to the resort and people would be like it is so firm out and i'd be like pardon like you can lay an edge like you know so it's like funny because i was like man people are so soft out here like you would never survive on the east coast yeah it's just like they have no idea like, no east coast and midwest are like two of the gnarliest places to like grow up riding i feel like for that reason yeah it's just because it's bad like i'm not gonna it's, uh, people it's terrible. people on the east coast like argue that it's good and i'm like no it's not good it's just hard it's like people who like really like it's single speed like rigid mountain bike guys like you're never going to convince me that that is better than being on a full yeah. suspension mountain bike but like you're good at it and that's cool I, yeah, like, but like if you had a choice, maybe 
full suspension. You wouldn't do yeah, it. Like yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's such and a, it's great. You no, know, I was just gonna say it's great because like it's all you know, you know, like I didn't really know much until I came out west, but like I was so hyped on it. Like the bomb holes that were like half the size of my body after a rail were like the sickest, you know. And now and now I come out here and I like hit a bomb hole. I'm like such a baby about it. I'm always like, go back to your roots go back to yeah like figure it out like you can do this you still have it it's still in there how much vert are you riding at this time 400 foot 500 feet oh yeah not even what's the name of the resort yeah uh it's called bear creek okay Um, i think i'm they have like kind of a good park scene don't they or they did they 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 do now yeah it's they've been like crushing it on the parks and yeah i feel like it's like a little hidden gem now but it's like an hour from big boulder which i feel like a lot of people know but yeah it's just like in the middle of nowhere pretty much but big boulder's done oh it's i get i'll get into that whole conversation that is i don't hate to see it you just hate to see it I just feel like they built this is see this is where we swerve. We're just going to talk about Big Boulder for hours. They built such a culture. Like this Poconos yeah. jersey wearing like Mark Frank Montoya style snowboarding was just alive and well in the Poconos. I'm like arguably one of the worst terrain set of terrain I've ever ridden in my life. Awful. And it was insane. The place was nuts. Yeah. And they built, oh, I don't want to hate on Vale because that's not what I'm here to do. But like, they like just like put a knife into a balloon and just. Yeah. It's, I'm, I just can't even think about it. I'm like, you just hate to see it. You know, I'm glad that I had it when it was good, but RIP. That's insane. That is crazy. Um, Yeah. Like we could talk about that for, for ever. That, uh, yeah, that's a whole that's, that's a whole issue that's a whole nother podcast is one we just hate on Val because everyone likes to hate on Val and two just what big boulder was and how they if you google it right now it comes up as like big boulder mountain resort it doesn't even come up as big boulder park like they've like changed the name they yeah deleted the instagram we'll, oh, we'll keep them in our prayers you know <laughs> thoughts and prayers that's what we need more of these days <laughs> We're just going deep into the thoughts and prayers. So you, you're snowboarding. We're gonna we'll shift back. You're snowboarding in PA, and you're like, I love PA, but I'm ready to go out west. Are you thinking I'm gonna compete? Are you thinking what does this look like? I was thinking compete. Basically, what happened? Um, I was actually gonna go play uh, soccer in college somewhere. And then turned it down and was like, I want to be a, like a pro snowboarder. And my family was like, are you doing drugs? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, like, I want to go do this. I want to pursue this. I can do this. Like, I was doing all the contests, like, on the East Coast pretty much. And, of course, like, yeah, I'm like, I want to go West. So I got a job out at Wendell's. And I just, like, moved my life out there for the summer. And then pretty much was like, I don't know where life is going to take me, but like, I know it's just going to be for snowboarding and we'll just see where I go. But it was like, always the end goal was to compete. Eight summers at Mount Hood. (laughs) It's like, I did, I did eight just working at camp, but then I did two as a camper and two living on my own out there. That's like, like you're vested. 
Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm a veteran out there for sure. I'm like, I thrive at Mount hood. <laughs> well, it's like, it's an, I mean, it's a kid's camp or, but like, it's, yeah. if you're there, it's an adult camp. Like it is, mm-hmm. that's like one of my, I wouldn't say biggest regrets, but I was always like, I'm going to go for summer. I'm going to go for summer. And I just never did, which is, Dude. it's probably the best case. Cause I would still be like, I would break your record. Like I'd be like, yeah, that guy's, <laughs> that guy's close to 40 and he's still just, I wouldn't He'd even move lifer. up. I would just be like, this is where I want to be. Like, digging holes or like camp comp, whatever like whatever gets yeah. me riding as much as possible for sure but no game plan you're just no counselor making pennies dealing with a bunch of punks yeah <laughs> for lack of a better Straight term. Up. yeah dealing with a bunch of little shitheads but i don't know i mean i think like I always came back for more you know like there was always something about it that i was coming back for and you're staying on the West Coast when you're not at camp. Like, are you moved out West uh, at this point or are you coming back to PA? No. So I ended up just like, I didn't know where I was going to go. I've never been boarding anywhere on the West besides Oregon in the summer. And everybody at camp was like, I live in Salt Lake City. And I was like, sounds great. I guess I live in Salt Lake City now. <laughs> and so I just kind of like moved to Salt Lake out on a whim um ended up yeah just being out here for a couple of years and i'm back again (laughs) at this point is family stoked on this or are they like no no come back join the amish country (laughs) yeah you know i definitely i'm the only sibling that like has left the area um and took like you know the black sheep of a family different path and my family's always been supportive but yeah they were always just like what's going on? But my dad was just like, Oh, that's so sick. He's like, I love Oregon. Like I did that before. And like, they were, they were all about it. And now that it's like, you know, been 10 plus years, they're like, okay, she meant it. Yeah. She's into this. This makes sense. (laughs) It's funny for parents because they don't, it's not, it's not that they don't get it. They just don't get, they don't know it. Like they don't know that you can do this now. They don't know that you can just like, make some type of career in snowboarding Mm -hmm. because when they grew up it wasn't it wasn't an option and it's like like a hobby it's a weird i still struggle not struggle with it but it's like a weird thing and like my dad's like old hippie guy my both my parents are just and they're just like yeah take the van and cruise like do it (laughs) but now i'm like 36 and they're like you're still doing this and I'm like still doing it like I can't you told me to do it and now here I am and like still doing it still here I, still doing this yeah it's it's cool but I mean I don't know I think I think there's something really special about the community and I feel like once you stick with it long enough your parents like you said they're like a little bit like what's going on but are like I'm happy if you're happy I'm happy yeah it's a it's refreshing. And they hear like, not mm-hmm. like it's all about money, but they're like, I make a living. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different path. That's for sure. It's a harder path. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely harder, but it's, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where people always look at your life and they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, you could. Like it's be broke, be homeless for a while, figure it out, get these shitty jobs. You could do it. Yeah. Like my buddy just bought a, you know, $800,000 house. And I'm like, well, I wish I could do that. But like, I don't want to trade Monday through Friday for that. Like, I don't, it's not, 
It's not <laughs> worth it to me. But like you no. could quit and you could do whatever you want. Like you could probably with yeah. If you can afford that, you could take what you have and live like me for the next thirty years. Like totally. <laughs> it's 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 a funny thing. Well, it's funny too now that like yeah, like it's like now that I have Saver Brain, it's like a very transitional point where it's like yeah, now I am busting out Monday through Fridays trying to do this stuff and like. I never thought that like, you know, once I retired from snowboarding, I thought that like it was over, you know, in the industry. Like I was just like, okay, that was it. That was a good run. But now I'm like way more heavily involved than I ever was even being an athlete. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it just becomes not about you, right? It becomes about the community and the culture and Mm -hmm. how you can give back. And it's such a it's it's just weird. Like I weird is I mean that in the best way possible, but it's like, oh, I'm even more a part of the community than when I was like the most core athlete or like had the most days on hills. Like it's a weird thing. I don't know. I don't yeah, know how to describe it. It's all interesting to think about, but yeah, it's just like I don't know. I'm I'm definitely grateful for it. Like I feel like I was always jaded when I was an athlete about the community. And now that I'm like outside of that, I'm, I feel like I just have a new perspective of it all. Oh, that's so refreshing. I hope I find that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just have a traumatic life experience. Everything will be fine. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty good, but let's, let's talk about it. We got to hit the traumatic experience. 2016. You're heavily in the contests, right? 2016. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Do you have a bad crash? What does it look like? I dove fully into the competing route pretty much. And I had like back-to-back contests. And so like my first contest was in Whistler and it started off with a complete knockout. Don't remember anything. And then pretty much after that, I never took time off. I just like kept going. And so accumulatively, it was probably like, in a two month period, I probably had like eight head hits. Maybe I think about that. Like I just kept falling over when I was snowboarding, making things worse. And everybody around me was like, the red flags were there. They were trying to get me to rest, but I just wouldn't. I'm just blinded by it. And then yeah, pretty much one contest. I just like tipped over on the last jump, smashed my head, goggles ripped apart, nose ring flew out, like ears are ringing. And pretty much that was the fall that like started my brain bleed. Um, I had no idea. It like was definitely excruciating, right? Yeah. Like I'm on the chairlift. I have to take another run. And I'm like thinking about taking another run, even though my ears are ringing and I like can't think straight and I'm nauseous. My vision's like all messed up. And I just had like a weird voice in my head that was like, your brain's bleeding, you know? And it like, it sounded like my pop-pop, which was always, it's always like strange because he was like one of my best friends. And I just like listened to that voice and I walked right up to ski patrol and was like, I think my brain's bleeding. And they were like, okay, yeah, like probably not, but like, we'll just do some tests. I get, I get cleared by like so many doctors that I'm just like concussed and I just need to take a break. But two weeks go on and now it's like, I don't remember them. I'm gagging. I'm having these really bad mood swings, like not sleeping. Everybody around me is like so concerned. And then, yeah, finally 
my roommates force me into the emergency room. Like I'm fighting them because I'm just, you know, you hear from enough doctors that you're fine. Like you're like, I'm fine. Like it's going to be fine, but turns out not fine. The girl's like, you seem like you're again, fine. I hate the word fine now, but it's like, she's like, you seem fine, but we'll take a cat scan just in case. Thank God. Because she comes back. She's like ghost white. My brain has shifted 11 millimeters. I've been bleeding in the brain for two weeks and I wouldn't have survived the night is what she says. So next thing, immediate brain surgery. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much the start of it. That's insane. Like that is an insane (laughs) (laughs) series of events in so many ways. One, Mm -hmm. I hate... I'm not going to say I hate the word fine, but I hate that everything's okay. And like injuries are such like a thing we just deal with, whether it be head or wrist or back or whatever. It's like so embedded in our culture of just like, just play through. And I think there are scenarios for that. And I don't, Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but like my question to you is that, are you playing through because you have to financially or and I'm just calling it playing through, but like, or is this not yeah. a thought? Like, why wouldn't you just take a break in the simplest <laughs> terms? And I understand, I get it, but like, yeah, why not just take a break? It was definitely that easy. Now that I look back on it, I'm like, I just needed to take a break, but you know, it was the pressure of trying to stack points and trying to keep up and the pressure of trying to, you know, prove to my family, to myself, like not let anybody down. And it's like that pressure gets so heavy that it's just like you ignore what's happening because you're. it's like, you know, it outweighs it. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, that was so stupid, but it it is what it is. No, I don't mean any like. No, totally, totally. It's just like, it's the pressure. I think the pressure of being an athlete is like so intense. And like, if you're not mentally, you know, strong enough to like handle that stuff and notice it, like a big part of this sport is injury and listening to your body. But like, I never had bad injuries prior to my head. It was all pretty mellow stuff. And so like, I never really had to listen to my body it was like a weird thing that I never had to do. And of course the first one was my brain. So it, it's, it was, it's an interesting thing to look back on. Yeah. It's such a, and we all do it and I'm not just, oh, obviously yeah. I'm talking oh, yeah. to you. So I'm highlighting yeah. you, but like for sure, I, I put it at my brain is very simple minded and I put it in like car terms with like everything is a car term. Like that's just mm-hmm. like everyone drives a car every day and the check engine light goes on and people are like, oh my God, my check engine light's on. I got to get it to the dealer. And I'm like, it's probably fine. Like it's yeah. like it's check engine light. It's just a dummy light. But like little do we know or like realize like every day we wake up, we have like in our heads, on our bodies, there's like a thousand lights on your dashboard, our hypothetical human dashboard yeah. that are like, take a break. Like your feet hurt because you ran around barefoot all day yesterday. So like that would be like maybe having a flat tire. And you would get the flat tire fixed, but you don't get your foot fixed or like, it's a very simple way to put it. 
but it helped me realize like, oh, I can't, I'm not taking my dirt bike out today because it's broken. Yeah. But my body that is broken, I'm going to take it out today. Like, it's, I don't know the answer. I have no idea. It's just like, sometimes it's sad. Sometimes it's really neat as far as like Mm -hmm. the human body's pretty insane and like yeah oh it's it's nuts and we're it's like resilient you know in a way but it's like yeah and I think the switch is starting to flip I think it's just I mean it's like engraved over years you know like it's like you push through things you rub dirt on it you keep going like you do whatever it takes but I think like what we don't think about is doing whatever it takes could look like resting could look like healing but you know you never see that side of it yeah and it's like this like whole you know you guys get paid like athletes get paid to perform that's a job and it's that's scary like if you don't show up to work you don't win you might get paid that contract year but like when you go to Mm re-up like hey you were injured for nine months and there's a 19 year old kid who's ready to go healthy and yeah it it's 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 wild. I I'll talk about dirt bikes, but I I really like following the hard enduro series. And there's this guy, oh, yeah. Jarvis, who's like 48 years old and still like a top contender. And I was listening to something, and they ask him what he does for training, and like how does he keep up with the young guys? And he's like, I just rest. It's like I know how to ride a bike. Like he wasn't being like cocky. He wasn't being like, yeah. I know how to ride it. But he was like, I need rest. Like these guys are 22. I'm double their age. I need yeah. the rest. I need to let my body recover. And then I need to go out and do what I know how to do. And he was like, mm-hmm. and that has been the biggest key to my success in my forties plus It's just rest. Like where these guys are like, they run a race, they rest for two days, they train, 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 train. It's like, I trained for 20 years. (laughs) I need the rest. That will help me. And it was like, but here it is like, you know, a superstar. He's on Husqvarna rock star. Like he gets paid a lot of money to ride a dirt bike around. And he's like on a podcast or I don't know if it was an interview, but he's just like, I just rest more. And I was like, that's my training. Like that is what I need to hear. Like take a break. Like it's like I I swim, you know, it's nice on my joints. And I was like, this guy is speaking to (laughs) me, but it's so we're in like this, like ah, world where it's like at every level, you don't have to be a pro. You don't have to be, I wakeboarded for the first time in 10 years yesterday. I took more poles than I have, you know, we still surf a lot, but like getting behind a boat, Talk about head injuries, like wakeboarding, like water hurts. And I was like, oh, God, like we're at the crew. Everyone's kind of throwing down. I used to be okay at wakeboarding, so I had the skill set. But and I was like, and this morning I got up and was like, I need to rest. Like I cannot. Yeah, I'm unwell. I am like hurt. And I'm like, I should go for a bike ride. I'm like, no, you shouldn't. Just rest. Like go for a walk. Just chill. Yeah. It's It's funny. It's definitely, I don't know. It's an interesting thing, but yeah, I mean, I think it's starting to shift, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. And I think brands are getting in on it and, you know, we talk Mm -hmm. mental health and it's like, yeah, it's important and it's not a scapegoat. No one is like, no 
no one's like, oh, I don't want to perform in the Olympics today because I have, I'm not feeling good. Like that is a decision that no one wants to make. No, (laughs) no. And, and it's, yeah, like, I think it's like, like you said, like, it's just a lot, like, it's a lot of pressure, you know, and like having to like listen to yourself and pull out of something is like the hardest thing you'll do. Oh, but like, it could be like life or death, you know, like, I'm like, if I just would have listened and taken a break, it could have been avoided, you know, and like, I would have been in a better headspace and to be a, in a competitor and stuff like that. But it's just like the accumulative stuff over time, like your mindset just like tanks. And it was six years ago, which is like a long yeah. time in our little world. Um, yeah. The market has changed and people mm-hmm. speak about injuries and they take time and brands thankfully are getting like shunned for like mm-hmm. cutting an athlete who has an injury or like, Hey, like yeah. you can't just be with them when they're flying Healthy. high. You have to be with them when mm-hmm. they're, when they're low. And it's six years makes a big difference in that, in that argument or I don't know, statement. Like it's totally it's, when, like, I think like when I was competing, I think about it as well. Like, you know, I was an underdog. Like I didn't really have like the contract or anything. I was just like trying you know, I was like points away from just like trying to be on the U.S. team. And like, you know, that's where they would have came to. So it's like the pressure of like, I got to get there. Like, it doesn't matter what it takes. I got to get there. Yeah, it's it's nowhere I want to be in that position of just <laughs> having to. It's it's but it's, you know, that story can go so many other ways. Like that story mm-hmm. could go. You stomped every trick and you got on the U.S. team and now you're sponsored by Bose and you have seven Toyotas Tacomas sitting in the driveway (laughs) and like, but that's how those story go. So it's, it's hard when we tell the stories on these platforms of like, you know, the next guest could be like, I took a risk. I didn't feel that great. I had the best run of my life and it changed everything. So it is like this like constant pressure And, but like, is being sponsored by Toyota worth the risk of maybe not being here? I don't think so. Totally. And yeah, I think about that a lot. Like, I'm just like, I mean, obviously, yeah, my life completely shifted in one decision that I made. And I felt really, you know, I was pissed about it when it happened because I was like, this could have been prevented. Like, why did I let this happen? Like my life has been ripped out from under me. Like it's unfair. But like now that it's been like six years, I look back and I'm like, yeah, I could have been the competitor. And like, what would I had like have had after that? You know, like now I've like gained this whole new thing. And like, I have the opportunity to like do things to change the world and make it better and make an impact instead of like athletes, you can make a great impact like do not get me wrong but like I don't know it's just like what would the shelf life have been if I would have went that path yeah it's it's always the what ifs right like it's a you know we can get stuck in the what ifs forever and then totally it's you can't you just can't live like that as easy as that but I'm sure after post injury it's like that's too easy that's the first thing to think of oh yeah like what you know, what's next? What am I going to do? What do I, you know, what could I have done? Where could I have been? But what, what does this brain surgery look like? Like they, they rush you in immediately. 
yeah, pretty much. I'm like, I'm up. Uh, I was living in Breckenridge at the time. So I was at like the Frisco hospital and they were like, you're going down to Denver immediately. Next thing I know, I'm like in an ambulance getting so drugged up, just like not even, you know, not okay. But then it's like, yeah, I'm pretty much down at the hospital. I wake up in the MRI freaking out, absolutely freaking out. And then they were just were like, your situation is so touchy that we're going to sedate you for 24 hours and fly in one of the top brain surgeons because like you're hovering a really fine line. And, you know, my family's on the East coast. So they're like, you know, they're like absolutely just like freaking out about it and trying to get there Poor mom and dad. But like, it just was like, I pretty much just was like laying in a hospital bed. My like, one of my like best friends had to like sign my life away. And after 24 hours, he was there. They went in, in like, it, I don't know, brain surgery is pretty funny, but it's just like, there's steps that you have to do. And so it was like, okay, we're going to try step number one. If, if that doesn't work, this is your next scenario. This is your next. And you're just kind of like, okay. But they just basically drilled a hole in my head. I woke up from surgery, shaved head, tubes hanging out of my head, ball of blood clipped to my, my nice apron. And like pretty much from there, I was like in the ICU for like, I don't know, a week. And like, I was like a complete like miracle. Like I ended up passing my, like all of my like walking, talking tests pretty quick. I'm in the recovery floor in about two weeks and being released after that. So like a two week process of brain surgery. That's insane. (laughs) It (laughs) wasn't. Oh God. Did you have to learn, like relearn how to walk, relearn? It, I had to relearn, but it came back so quick that like I did it once, you know? And like, they were like, okay, she's good. She passed. Okay. Next one. Okay. She passed. Okay. She passed. Like it just like things just kept like coming easily, which they were just like, this is nuts. Like you, you're just a miracle. And I'm like, okay. Like, does that change your entire life perspective? Yeah, for sure. Like I didn't know how I felt about it at first, but it's like, because you're always going to like, yeah, like the what ifs or like want something that you can't have. But like, I definitely am like, I'm so lucky. Like I should not be here. And like, I'm always telling my family, like, and they're always saying it, like you were given a second chance. Like, what are you going to do with it? Like, And I like thought about that a lot. Like after it happened, I was like, I have been given a second chance. Like, what do I want to do? What do I want this to look like? Like I can start over. Yeah, I can't. I'm like trying to like, (laughs) I feel like I have a pretty good perspective on life, but like when something like that happens, Mm -hmm. you know, it like, I don't want to get religious. I don't want to get, but like, I don't believe in a Jesus and like I yeah. and those happens it's like maybe like maybe there's something totally. out there that's like watching over me or like me I don't know I don't yeah the universe and it's a weird thing but yeah it's like I didn't know what my you know second chance was I just kind of was like I don't know. Like, I don't know what this looks like. But then as soon as I found Save a Brain, I was like, this is it. 
like I like immediately it became like an extension of me like right away there was like no hesitation like I just was like eggs in this basket like I'm going for it well it makes sense it's Mm -hmm. it's the life you lived I mean look at Mm -hmm. you know look at Roy with high fives like he says the same thing like Mm -hmm. this makes sense this is my life this gave me you know Roy will be the first one to say like he was kind of a piece of shit prior to his injury. Um, admittedly, like he was cocky and yeah. he was and like he was like, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And it mm-hmm. gave him a second chance and it gave him a better outlook on life. And it gave like and the same thing with the high five. It's like this is it. This makes sense. Like this yeah. is what I am meant to do. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps in like this. I mean, obviously it's like starting your own business, especially a nonprofit when, yeah, like I don't have medical experience. I don't have business experience. Like, you know, that like held me back for a while, but then I'm just like, you're the heart of this. And like, you have, you know what this felt like for you. So like, if you want to change it for others, like you're the only person that's going to be able to do that. Like a doctor can be there, but like, if they've never went through it, like they're not going to have the heart to keep overcoming that stuff. And yeah, it's like, it's interesting just to like reflect back on it. Cause yeah, I'm just like, you don't need that stuff. Like as long as you like have the passion behind it, like you'll figure it out. Was there any one thing, and this could be a no answer that after surgery that like you wish someone would have told you then or something along those lines? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I thought about that a lot and I just like, I wish somebody would have like told me to like let go of who I used to be because I kept trying to be, you know, Kelsey Boyer, the competitive snowboarder. And I could no longer be that in reality. Like my life forever changed. And like, I just kept trying to go on with life as if nothing happened. Like that brain surgery didn't happen. And like, it clearly happened. It clearly like, you know, changed who I was and everything. But like, yeah, I wish somebody would just been like, let her go. Like you've been recreated. It's beautiful. Like just run with it. That is fantastic advice for just anyone, anyone Mm -hmm. listening who you don't have to have a traumatic injury to take that advice. No, like you can evolve and you can change and it's really hard sometimes and some situations you're forced into it but there's mm-hmm. plenty of people listening maybe driving to work right now in the simplest form they're like oh i want to do that i'll do it you got to let go of the past yeah. and you just know, go that is yeah some, that's some fantastic I'm getting deep advice. i'm getting deep out here you know yeah it's great <laughs> no i i love that though i love when people like because that's true like there's someone listening who's going through something whether it's a breakup, a job, you know, they love their job, but they don't want to be there. Like, let yeah. it go. Let it go. Don't just like, that's the cool part about being human. You know, like, I feel like it's like we put ourselves in boxes and that was something that I, you know, I feel like I did prior to my injury. Like I wasn't very self-aware or anything like that and didn't really think about growing or being a better person. And it's just like, you let that shit go. And like, you can like, you can be whatever you freaking want to be like just recreate. Yeah. It's so, especially in this world, like you can do, 
you know, you can do anything, but you really can. Like there's so many careers yeah. now and there's, there's people who just TikTok, like make a lot so more nuts. money than I do. And they just TikTok yeah. and like, I can't do it. If I could, I would like yeah. great on them. And it's, there's so many careers. There's so many things you can do. And there's like, there's no wrong way to do I mean, there's People are a piece of shit. Don't be a piece of shit. But like, yeah, be a good human. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's this punk band, Cerebral Ballsy. I don't know. I, they were opening for some band I, I saw. They've, they've like kind of people know who they are. But I saw them and he opened for whoever. And he was like, do what you love every day forever. And I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> like tattoo that on my forehead. Like, yeah, you're like, all men to that, brother. I was like, you are at the shittiest bar in Buffalo playing for 13 people. <laughs> and I feel that. Like, it's so true it's all about perspective you know and like i think that's what like injuries and like anything like pivotal like that is supposed to teach us you know like it's like that guy could be like pissed that there's 13 people in the bar but instead he's like just so stoked that 13 people showed up and that he's getting to play yeah and i just (laughs) it bums me out that it takes and it's including myself these major life events to pivot yeah and pivot might sound like a bad term it's like no pivot is evolving pivot is changing like if you're pivoting if you're trying to fix something and it doesn't work then you have to pivot and try a different thing whether it be your brain Mm -hmm. your body your car like it's i feel like there's negativity with the word pivot and yeah you said it earlier and i love that you said it but when I asked you about save a brain, you're like, we're just pivoting. Like we're finding <laughs> no, but I love it. Cause it's, I think people assume pivot is bad. It's like, no pivot is mm-hmm. good. Like pivot is the, no. the one right turn that gets you to where you want to go or the one left turn that gets you to where you want to go. And that's, that's life. Like you should pivot all over the place. If, if Kelsey Boyer was the same exact Kelsey Boyer as 2012, I would think that's worse hmm yeah and i i don't know i did that i don't think there's anything else to say on that it's just like pivoting is good forever evolving don't be afraid to change and hopefully you don't have to have a traumatic injury and surgery to realize this hopefully it's just some shitty podcast that you really like listening yeah. to that comes out on wednesdays <laughs> that you're like oh like I hope someone DMs me. He's like, I quit my fucking job and I'm going to Wendell's for the next eight years. I'm like, yeah. I would be stoked, you know? And it's like, I don't know. It's funny because it's like, yeah, like we are given all of the tools to like be self-aware. You know, like there's like books, there's like audio books now, there's podcasts, there's like meditation apps. Like it's like, there's everything that we need to like change our perspective and our mindset and work on ourselves at the tip of our freaking fingers. And it's just like, are you willing to put in the work, you know? And it's like, I, I didn't like for the, I didn't actually get help for my head until like almost year number four. So I just like suffered and wallowed and like just sulked in it and like was the victim. And I'm just like, dude, like, that's not it. Like, that's not where you want to be. Like, you got to pick yourself up. And like, I'm just always like, life is like walking through mud and like sometimes it's super thick and sometimes it's you know really easy to walk through and like 
but no matter what you have to keep walking is what I always say. I'm like, you got to just pick your feet up, like be where your feet are, pick them up and move. Yeah. (laughs) One foot in front of the other. It's as simple as it sounds like just like you, you don't want to be stuck in that mud. Like it's not going to end well. Like you just got to move through it. Keep moving forward. My friends are like, shut up, Kelsey. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, they see it and thank God for your friends. Thank God, you know, whatever universe, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, you talked a little bit about mood swings and like, you're not you, like we are taking you and, and thank whoever you want to praise. Mm -hmm. Thank that thing, that wonderful creature that exists in our universe that like your friends enjoyed you enough to be like, no, F off. You're getting in this car and we're going yeah. to get help. And like, if they didn't do that that day at that time, we might not be having this conversation. No, no. And I, yeah, I'm always just like, you guys saved my life. They're like, no, we didn't. Don't make this weird. And I'm like, you literally saved my life. You don't make it weird. I'm like, I owe you everything for keeping me alive. And like, yeah. And it's just like, you know, those are the little things. Like it was like, thank, I'm always like, thank God they knew what to look out for because like, if they didn't, like I would not be here. And it's like those educating yourself on those little things could be life or death. Yeah. And it's the little moment. And like worst case you go, you get a cat scan and like, no, you're fine. You're just bitchy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, and like, you're like, perfect. fine. I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm just going to go home and sleep, you like, know? And it's like, that's like the best case scenario. Like, but it's just like, unfortunately life is not always the best case scenario. (laughs) No. Was there any, so you got the surgery and again, we're going to jump a little bit and we've chatted for a bit, but after the surgery, you're good. You pass all your shit. They're like, you can walk, you can run. They just let you go. There is no, like, there's no one there to be like, okay, this is, this is going to be depressing. Like you are not the same you, you were two weeks ago. There's no help on that end. Right? No, they gave me nothing but a pamphlet of papers that said like, no caffeine or alcohol or sugar for nine months. You can't drive for X amount of months, like come back in two weeks to get your staples out. And you know, like that was a big problem because yeah, like it was like, they didn't, I didn't know about the depression that was coming or like all of these side effects of like insomnia, eye pain, headaches, like all of these things that came with it. Like I had no idea we're going to hit because I, you know, I'm like, I don't know about brains. Like I don't know what could happen from head injuries and they just uh, assume or they don't want to prepare you for the worst because like every brain injury is different, you know, like what, somebody might experience you might not and so it's like they don't i i don't know it's like the strangest thing but yeah they gave me nothing do you think that's changed at all other than there being nonprofits like save a brain but like the hospitals just spit you out that's their job they fixed you yeah. you're out they save your life like yeah and like people to this day i had an interview and they were like are you pissed at like our healthcare system on how they handled you and i'm just like no, they did what they, they did their job. They saved my life. And then the, yeah, they like tossed me out. And like, now it's up to me to like find the resources to be self-aware of my body, to see what it needs. You know, like, it's like, yeah, maybe they could have given me a little more things and like, like a community or a support group or like 
knowing what to look out for after. And that's kind of like, yeah, that's where like we are with Save a Brain is I'm just like, what if we could be that resource of like, okay, you had a head injury, like you're safe here. Like, come learn with us, come lean on us. Like, we could be that pillar because yeah, like it was like, that's, I feel like everything that I was missing. Yeah. And there's so much power in just knowing you're not alone. And that's mm-hmm. like lame, whatever you want to call it. But like, oh, other people are suffering too. They're like, yeah. other people have whatever. It's, there's comfort in that, which I think helps with healing. We're human, you know, like it's like we're human. We want connection. We don't want to feel alone. Like we don't want to be sitting in that. And yeah, I think they're like, I think having a support beam is like crucial to recovering from a head injury. Like knowing that you can be open and vulnerable and like that what you're feeling is valid is like so big to get over that hurdle, I feel like. Yeah, I don't. shit's nuts you know like it's like it's 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 a wild thing and like like I said like myself and I there's a team of three of us that run Saver Brain and like definitely could not do it without them but it's like you know we all are learning this together and like seeing it firsthand and like people come up to the tent or DM us just like saying how much like us being there has like changed their life and changed their recovery and it's like you know that's like I don't know. That's just like really like stuff that like you read and it really tugs on your heartstrings, you know, like you're just like, wow, like we are needed and we are helping and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And it's funny how much we as humans need that, like, Mm -hmm. but it's good. Everyone needs it. Everyone, you know, everyone's sliding into everyone's DMS now, which is not always great, but like every athlete I talk to, they're like, you know, we talk about DMs and we talk and there's always like that, like really weird story of like eggplant emojis and like, they're like, what is happening? And peaches and like, you're like, what? And then there's like that one person that's like, hey, you, by you doing that or you sharing that story that really helped this or that helped that. And yeah. it's like, how do we get so away from that? Or how do we get so like we're human? That's the best word like we are human we're not robots like we feel we hurt we're sad we're happy we're like that's okay and yeah I think social media has done a lot of good to help that and it's also like it's two sides of every you know it's it's, double-edged sword it's crazy and it's you know when people are dming Kelsey Boyer they're dming Kelsey Boyer like that Mm -hmm. I don't know if people understand that sometimes or like, I get it. Like I don't have a billion followers, but like I talk every week on the air and people like slide into my DMS and some are just like great questions. Some are like cool things. And other people are like, like they're like mad at you for six, like I'm not successful, but like for having a bike. And I'm like, I spent yeah. ha- like my, a quarter of my salary to get that bike, my hypothetical salary. Like, what? Do you, this wasn't yeah. free. Like, you're just attacking me for me, like prioritizing my money to buy a mountain bike. And totally. Like, Sorry, like, dude. I can't. I've been definitely like I've had that instance where like yeah, like people are like, look at her, look at what she's created, look at what she's overcome, and I'm just like, it was not easy and it was not pretty. Like, shit was so messy and like. I can like sit here and say like, I have put in the work and like, 
that's, I feel like something that nowadays, especially with social media, it's just like, you never know what somebody has gone through. And until you like literally know that, like you cannot judge people because yeah, like it's just like people have definitely been like so easy to like judge me for putting myself out there, you know? And it's like, that is the double-edged sword of it. It's like my story can help people, but people can also run their mouth about it. And that's been like a lesson that I've been having to learn. It's just like, you know, know who you are, know what you've been through and know your intentions because like people are going to fight, you know, like you're always going to have the internet troll sitting on their couch. And I'm like, you know what, if you think that you can do better than this and like get up and do it. Like, I'm like, for the love of God, get up and show me, show me that. Yeah. We accept volunteers, like come to an event. Come Literally, to our booth. I'm like, like, come make a difference and make a change instead of just like, hating on like what we're doing because I'm just like, you don't know how much goes into this. Like, I'm like, this is like me working through my trauma every single day now. And like, you have no idea what that's like. And like, I mean, like you like spending your, like, it's just like those people have no idea what, like what you've gone through to like do that. Yeah. Mine's a bad example, but it's like, nothing is free. Nothing is like, no, it's like, and to your trauma, like, yeah, you've went through all of this. It's mm-hmm. not over. It's not done. It's going to continue. No. And then you have to wake up on a Monday morning at 9 a.m. and talk about it and relive yeah. all the trauma and redo. Like, it's not a woe is me. And like, maybe my bike is even a bad example, but like, I'm not mad at you for working nine to five and buying a half million dollar house. I'm pumped no. on you. Love I, that. Love that for you. I can't do that. <laughs> I can be poor and have really cool things that bring me joy. Mm -hmm. That's what works for me. Like, yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's, it's especially in this world to like people have a really hard time putting themselves in other people's shoes. And it's like, what if that was your sister? What if that was your daughter? What if that was your brother? What if that was, you know, your uncle, like, anything yeah the situation changes and that's what we talked about prior about nonprofits and the ones you choose to care about you don't necessarily care until it happens to you mm-hmm. or someone you know and i don't think that'll ever change but i think our opinions no. and views on what people care about can maybe change to an extent because some people care about shitty things and fuck them yeah <laughs> We don't have time for that. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, like almost like every time, yeah, somebody's like, oh, like my dad or me or like my, you know, my mom. And it's just like that affected them in their lives. And like now they're like a caregiver and like have are giving up like everything that they wanted to take care of their family member. And like that's hard. And like that takes a whole nother level of just like being a human and understanding and yeah, like people just like don't see that. Like they're just like, no, eh, whatever, it's fine. I'm like, it's really not fine. No, like, fine is I like my term is everything's fine till it's not. That's like yeah. been my I say it with everything. Like that's how I describe mountain biking to people. Everything's fine till it's not. Like I'm great. And then I'm just like it's over. And I'm like, what just happened? Like I'm over the handlebars going down the cliff. Everything is fine. It's not fine yeah. anymore. Everything was fine. Now it's not until now. And now we are not okay. Yeah. What is next for Kelsey 
What is next for Save a Brain? Where do you see Save a Brain in 10 years? Where do you see Kelsey in 10 years? Is Kelsey Save a Brain? Is this all the same? What does that look like? Where do you where like where do you see yourself in 10 years? The the question. The ultimate question, you know, and it's been interesting because I feel like I have like lumped Kelsey with Save a Brain, you know, because it like it does feel that way, but I've been really working on like separating it you know and just like learning that I can want other things and I can like take input from other people to have save a brain go a different direction but at least like for me I've been I've been falling like more in love with snowboarding than I ever have and it's been like such a cool thing again because I feel like I had like a lot of like pent-up anger and like animosity towards it but I've just been like going into the backcountry more and like learning that aspect and that's been like really fun for me so it's like I just like want to keep pushing myself like mentally and physically and like just keep evolving and be a good person is like what Kelsey Boyer wants to do um and then as for like save a brain like our end goal is to open up a treatment facility so we can raise money to bring people to us and like give them the tools that they need to recover whether that's like nutrition yoga support like any physical therapy that's like our end goal, but obviously it's like, yeah, it's like 10 year mark. But until then we're just kind of like, we're just trying to make a difference somewhere and start small and yeah, just like pivoting every, <laughs> every month. Like I'm like, I, I, I'm like your classic Capricorn, you know, I'm like, I have a plan. This is where it's going. And then like life is like, no bitch. Like you're not, you got to learn how to adapt and be like fluid. And it's like, that's kind of where save a brain is. We're just like, we're just, we're moving like water right now. <laughs> adapt and evolve. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, cause like, yeah, like there's like so many things that we want to do. And like, we're like, I don't know, we got a lot of cool things in the works that I'm not going to give away. <laughs> you just, you have to follow us and follow along to see, but yeah, we have some, cool programming coming out in the next couple of months that I'm super excited about. And I don't know, everything that we've been like crushing through, like was never in the business plan. So we're just rolling with it. I love that so much. Um, couple more things. Yeah, please. People to thank sponsors to thank. Oh God. This is, this is tough. This like makes and breaks friendships, you know, like these kinds of questions. You can skip like, people who if you just you, want to do sponsors. Who do you want to think? Like, thank. And you're just like, oh, crap. I can't think of anything. But, but no, I mean, I think like, you know, my family, my friends, like my Save a Brain team, like the people that support Save a Brain, because it's just like, that is Kelsey Boyer and Save a Brain. And like that support is what keeps me going for sure. So thanking all of them. And then, yeah, like sponsors, like I, I actually, I dropped all my sponsors a while ago because I was like, I'm done. And then I ended up getting like picked up by these amazing brands. And yeah, it's been like Skull Candy, Burton, Anon, like Save a Brain. And it's just been like really cool to like have the support beyond just being an athlete. So yeah, just thanks to all those people. Thanks to everybody that stays by our side and puts up with my shit, you know? <laughs> where can people follow you where can they follow save a brain how can they get involved so 
Kelsey Boyer on Instagram, Save a Brain on Instagram. Follow us there. Our website is saveabraininc.com. Um, you can sign up for our newsletters to see what we have going on. But as for like support, like, yeah, like we might be a nonprofit, but like, you know, we need money to implement these programs. And so like offering any connections or anything like that, or just like, you know, donating a dollar. Cause like if everybody donates a dollar that could really help us. And then in turn, like we could go help, you know, a whole community. So that's kind of like where we're at is just like any, any insight, any support. Rich friends in Boston listening. We need your Boston, New York City dollars, please. We do. You know, like it's like I'm like, I will tell you everything that we got going on. But like, sadly, I don't have that money. Like, I feel like it's like the classic story of like, you know, all of these like successful rich people start nonprofits because they have the buku's amounts of money to do that. And it's like what our mission is can really help the whole world and change some things for the future. And it's like, but we need help doing that. So yeah, just like share us with your friends and your family. And like, that goes a long way too. I love it. Um, Kelsey, thank you. Thank you for taking the time in the morning. I know it sucks, but thank you. Uh, thank you for the conversation. Thank you for sharing your story. And thanks for being you. Well, thank, thanks for having me. I, I love that. I could do this every Monday morning, you know? We'll just start a series. We'll just do every Monday. We'll just chat. Yeah. <laughs> but no, thank you. It really means a lot. Absolutely.